This is the Stages of She podcast, all about women, the lives we lead, the things we care about, the ways we grow, change, relate, and everything in between. All from the perspective of your three hosts, Christina Godfrey, Liz Thomas, and Sarah Strasbaugh. We're each living different lives in three different generations, finding similarities along the way as we connect and support the women we love. We are doing a part two episode today, which I'm really excited about because last season we talked about our rituals and routines. And if you are a woman and or just a human being, you know that everyone has them. So we wanted to talk about it again from a different viewpoint, kind of like last time we talked on a granular viewpoint about our daily rituals and routines. And this time we're going to talk about it more large scale. And then at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about what we are doing differently six months later. Did I forget anything? I don't think so. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah. Last rituals and routines, like, I think we had the intention of sharing even our nighttime routine, daytime, but I'm pretty sure we only got to morning and then we had to end the episode. We had so much to share. Wow. Yes. And who knew? I really didn't think I was that complex, but apparently we are. (laughs) (laughs) So all that to say, um, we wanted to, you know, kick it off by kind of going through monthly and seasonal rituals and routines because the seasons are changing right now. So it's a good time to talk about it. And I think, you know, Christina, if you want to kick us off, is there anything in fall that you do particularly or that you feel like you kind of gravitate towards each year? Well, I do. As the weather gets colder, I find myself craving more soups and teas and really warm, warming type foods. So I get excited to kind of break out the crock pot and try some new, you know, soup recipes. I love getting out my sweaters. You know, we've had kind of strange weather here, so we've been able to wear our sweaters earlier than normal. Usually at the end of September or early October, we're still really hot in Southern California but not so much anymore. I'm actually wearing a sweater dress right now, which is wow. like unheard of at the end of September. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I love fall. I love, I go to Trader Joe's and buy tons of pumpkins, like white pumpkins and different colors. And I start decorating my house. Like it's going to be decorated for Halloween starting tomorrow. And so I get really into the whole decorating. We decorate for Halloween and then come November, we decorate all fall and then December 1st, it's all Christmas. So it's kind of fun, you know, to get into the spirit and put away the sundresses and tank tops and all of that. You know, I wouldn't have pegged you for someone who decorates for the seasons and that makes me very really? Yeah. Well, I I have to say, I don't personally do the decorating. I've gotten very lazy. Uh, Veronica has been with our family for the last 15 years. She's an amazing decorator and we have it down to a science. So she breaks all of it out, puts it all up, puts it all away, brings other stuff. So it's it's definitely, I am spoiled now. It's a luxury that she does it all. And I will take photos and send them to you guys. That would be something good I could post on social media, right? Mm-hmm. My decor. Yes. Sarah, what about you? Follow. Yeah, well, something Christina said about like putting her, you know, sundresses away. I just started doing this in between seasons where I actually literally put away like summer clothes that I won't be wearing for a few months. Because before I just used to let my closet be stuffed and I could never see anything. Um, but I love where I have these cool organizers that I put under my bed and I put all my summer stuff in there that I won't be wearing. And it just like gives me a clear mind, clear closet. Do you guys do that? I don't. And I really would like to. I have had this goal for about 
two years now to actually have a capsule wardrobe and do some clean, you know, cleansing of my closet. And I've been trying to, but it feels like it all gets mashed up with the new stuff. <laughs> I know it's so hard. It's so hard for me to get rid of things. So mm-hmm. I actually did something similar, Sarah, where I decided that anything I was trying, I wasn't sure about anymore. I was just going to put it in a box and it's in my closet hidden, like in the back in a box. And I figured if I didn't think about it or want to go into the box to find it for six months, then I'm ready to get rid of it. But the idea too was to break it up into, you know, summer and winter clothes as well so that I don't, cause my closet's jammed just like yours. And, you know, you pull things out and they're all wrinkled up because they have no room to rest there. And it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And so everyone knows Christina is the queen of sweaters. So <laughs> Christina, you have the best sweaters. Tell us your favorite sweater brand. Oh my gosh. That's kind of hard. <laughs> I am a cashmere sweater whore, if I may say so. Um, I probably have, I'm not joking, 60 or 70 of them. <laughs> and it's embarrassing to say, but I have actually... <laughs> been turned on to quince which i'm so happy because it's like a third of the price of what i usually pay for a cashmere sweater so now i might just be buying more to add to the to the mix (laughs) (laughs) well one of my rituals in the fall is that i always i always get a new pair of boots and i live in the pacific northwest so it gets colder here sooner and I love boots so much. Like I, boots are my sweaters. I have so many, it's ridiculous. And so I'm strategizing right now, whether it will be a booty or a full boot or what I will get this year. Cause that is I my know. I have a lot of, I like boots too, but I have very skinny calves. So it's very hard to find boots that fit my calves. Usually there's like all this space in the top. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, really hard for me to find boots. But when I do, I need to buy like multiple pairs of them in different colors. And... Yeah. Do you have a brand like for anyone listening who might have that same issue? Because it's funny, like everyone's legs are different. I have the mm-hmm. opposite issue. I have substantial butt and substantial legs. And sometimes they're too tight on my, because mm-hmm. I work out a lot too. So like around my calf area. Um, but what brand have you found like, that fits your leg well. So Stuart Weitzman has some that work for me. The uh, Veronica Beard has some like high heel booties that work on my calves. And beyond that, I I really just have to try on. I can't even tell you how many pairs of boots. Like it, I will see boots that look skinny in online and they arrive and it's like I look like olive oil in them <laughs> and believe me it's not something to brag about my my mother had the skinniest legs you've ever seen and I inherited them from her it's like we just don't have calves like it's just <laughs> we were born calf calfless so it can be a challenge mm-hmm. yes everybody wants what they don't have Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I wish I had a little meat there to fill out a boot. Yeah. So I am curious if we kind of take it out a little bit further. Do do you change? Do either of you change your workouts in the fall? Like, does anything like that change for you? The only thing I do is to make sure I still am getting outside. I tell myself it's okay because I'm like, oh, it's so cold. I don't want to go outside. Mm-hmm. I am walking around Newport with a beanie on and like two jackets and like Ugg boots, like whatever it takes to get me outside, I will do. And yeah, it ends up heating up, you know, by seven or eight o'clock. But if I'm out there early, I'm like, just layer it up so that you actually get outside, even if it's chilly. I mean, we we get cold here, but not like where you live, Liz. So we don't really have that much of an excuse to not walk outside. I mean, it's not snowing here. It's not. I mean, we have had a ton of rain, but Sarah's making it sound like, you know, it's <laughs> freezing. I've had a stranger comment to me on my walk like, huh, you're really cold, aren't you? 
<laughs> well, some people are more cold-blooded than others. That's fair. And yeah. it does crack me up, though, because I grew up in the mountains, and I lived in Newport Beach, Costa Mesa area, for 10 years. And I used to die because of all the like sweaters that would mm -hmm. break out and the Ugg boots at 60 degrees. And mm -hmm. when it's 60 degrees where I live, people are wearing shorts and tank tops. No, no way. I'm not kidding. Like, that's warm here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm wearing a sweater and it's 72 out. Exactly. <laughs> it really cracks me up. But I actually love to start running in the fall because I like overheat when I'm running. So I love mm -hmm. it when it's like, because this morning was like 35 degrees. So that's actually when I start to run. I don't really in the summer and in the winter it's icy. Wow. Impressive. But you're on to something because I just listened to a podcast where they were talking about, you know, cold therapy is a big thing. And they were saying that you don't actually have to go in a cold plunge. You could just even be outside in the cold walking without a ton of clothes on and that's getting, you're getting the same effect. Yeah. Yeah. I discovered that when I first moved up here to central Oregon, that it just like running when it's like not sub freezing, but you know, under 40 degrees, it feels so good because you get done and then it like cools you down. And I wear a vest and things to make. I just, I hate to be cold. And then I think about mm -hmm. Bell's palsy. Oh God. What if, what if the wind is hitting my face and I get paralyzed? <laughs> Don't think that's going to happen at 40 degrees. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> so speaking of cold plunges, and this is some people's routine every day. Do you guys ever take cold showers? I do not. I love a hot shower, but if I'm brave, I might at the end try to turn it on cold and see how long I can withstand it. But mm -hmm. that doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is interesting how that's such a fad right now. And I can't wrap my head around that. It's one thing. I mean, I am a warm blooded person, but I do not like cold showers. I've tried it twice. Mm -hmm. And my husband swears by it. He actually tries to turn his shower to cold almost, you know, at the end of almost every shower. Um, but no, not my jam. If anything, I like a bath with Epsom salts. That's oh, yeah. warm. I need everything warm. I like yep. a red sauna. Not Ooh, oh, yeah. And saunas are, I mean, if you had to choose, I think um, they say saunas have more benefits than a cold mm -hmm. plunge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just feel I'm like not... it's so shocking to your body. Like what if you have an aneurysm or something? Because like, your heart stops because mm -hmm. it's shocks you to death yeah I did I did a cold plunge it was 39 degrees and my boyfriend has a cold plunge so it is shocking I got in and I could not catch my breath because I was so underprepared for what it was going to feel like I only lasted 30 seconds so well, good job. no I just don't know how that can be good for you I mean they say it is but I just doesn't mm -hmm. seem like it would be good for me <laughs> well, that um, kind of wraps up our seasonal thoughts, I think, unless there's anything else you want to share. Do you, you mentioned crock pot recipes and kind of getting into that like nesting feeling. Is there anything in like the fall and winter, like what kinds of soups do you make or what do you make in the crock pot? Oh, well, I'm actually trying to figure that out right now. I've been asking all my friends for good crock pot recipes because my kids are so picky I just have sort of lost all of my desire and excitement for cooking, you know, so I could make chili in the crock pot. I can make a chicken soup, you know, I do a whole chicken, all this stuff, but I just don't know what anyone's going to eat. So <laughs> it's, you can't go wrong with chili, right? What are your boys? Oh, believe me, anything can go wrong with the boys. They like something one day and then the next they hate it. Or, ew, your cooking is gross. Or, you know, you go to all this effort and then they don't touch it. So I did make something the other day that my best friend, Nicole, um, gave me a recipe. It was acorn squash with a enchilada, like a beef enchilada mix that you put inside the baked mm. acorn squash and 
chance actually ate it. I was super impressed and it was very good, but I didn't even attempt to give it to the other boys because I knew they would (laughs) turn their nose up at it, but, but he loved it. So Mm -hmm. that will be one that I try again. Yeah. We might have to post that. Yeah. I'll share it with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really easy too. It was easy. Was it? Yeah. I, I really love to do crock pot um, meals in the fall as well. But this year has been throwing me for a loop talking about new rituals that are going to have to happen because we are in so many sports. So I feel like we don't oh. even have time. I don't even have time in the morning to start a crock pot meal, let alone I know. it later. So, and that's the thing too. You have to, if it's afternoon, it's already kind of too late, you know? So you, yeah. you have to be really organized and prepared to get that thing going in the morning yes. is there's nothing better than having something in a crock pot smelling it in the house and feeling so like accomplished that you have dinner already done you know yes. i love that feeling yeah <laughs> the last time i made a crock pot recipe it was a few months ago but I, it was my first time really and i started it at like noon and then was reading and was like oh it needs to be in here for a long time. And I think I was up until like 10 PM, like waiting for it, letting it cool before I put it away. Like it was a whole thing. So now I know. Yeah. I remember that the first few times I used a crock pot, I was very confused. And then you get used to it and you realize, Oh, I can start it before work. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you have an Instapot, but I have one of those and it scares me. Every time I do something in that, I just seal the lid and pray. And then when it's the steam is done, I mean, half the time it's not good. You know, and, I'm maybe not going to be liked for saying this, but I cannot stand Instapots. I got one when it was this big bad a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Like, I never know what's going to turn out good and what's I not. I don't know why. It's scary. Because you just, like, put the number, you know, 12 minutes, and then you just think, shit, I hope this works. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. But now that we've exhausted the talk about crockpots and everything, yeah. like, but you didn't give us any recipes. Well, I'll give you some. <laughs> in the, we'll post them. We'll post them. Um, we, I do want to talk a little bit about like creativity and inspiration rituals. So not every day, mm. but like on a whole, are there any that the two of you feel really help your life and that you do regularly, either annually or quarterly or whatever? Well, I will uh, tell you that my husband and I, every year, shortly after, you know, the new year happens, we sit down and we have a notebook that we've had for, since we've been married and we will write down our goals for the year. And we, we do his personal goals, my personal goals, his professional, my professional, and then our family goals. And we'll write down, you know, what trips we want to go on. Um, with the personal goals, it's, you know, how, you know, exercise, we want to, whatever, whatever comes up that we want to do for ourselves more. And then professionally, where we see ourselves or what we want to accomplish. And then we put it away and we don't look at it again until the following year. But it's so interesting to see how many of those things we actually accomplish. And, you know, sometimes we've written something down you know, every year for five years. And we realize that we've never accomplished those things. So we just maybe take them off or we keep trying, but it really, it's a very good thing for us to do together. Cause it kind of, it's a bonding thing and it kind of gets us set up for the new year. And it's, it's fun to do. We usually do it at a coffee shop or we have a drink. And so that's a yearly thing. Yeah, we do. Hmm. That's really cool. I love that. I'm going to suggest that to my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly you, yeah. I, I am also, I love the new year too and starting out fresh um, with new months. I usually, it's not every month, but I love going into a new month and thinking this is a fresh start and I can set smaller goals. Usually it's around, you know, things I've been wanting to do, like places I want to visit locally or, a certain workout I want to try and start implementing a new ritual or routine I might want to do. Um, if there's things I've 
been wanting to buy shopping wise, I try to put that on a list so I don't go out and just buy everything. I try to look at the list as a whole and choose from there. I, for creativity, I'm, I'm always on Pinterest, um, scrolling. I find that's a lot more creative than Instagram and I make mini boards, whether it's my fall style inspiration or recipes. Um, there's also a lot of great like marketing and PR uh, posts on Pinterest that inspire me and get me uh, thinking about new ideas. Yeah. I love Pinterest. I always forget about Pinterest. I know. I need to go on there more. Yeah. I, I love it because I hate doom scrolling. I really, it's like mm-hmm. starting to become such a thing for me that I try mm-hmm. and I get sucked into it at least a couple times a week. I'm not very good at not doing it, but Pinterest, I don't feel like the same negativity when I get done looking through mm-hmm. stuff using it for inspiration. It's kind of, it's all about you. It's, or what you're interested in and there's not, look what I did and my life is perfect and all that around it. So I love it. And I do use it a lot for inspiration for sure. For Mm -hmm. home, like I use it a lot when we're doing home projects because that's kind of something my husband and I do for kind of seasonal rituals and routines is we always have a project that's going on. We like to do a lot of the maintenance and things in our, on our property and our home ourselves, but it takes work. So we just finished with one. We reins- we installed a new patio door. Well, I should say my husband did, but I helped with painting <laughs> and like things like that. Yeah. We do it every season. We've got something. So that's fun for us. It's good. Yeah. And for work, I try at least once a quarter to kind of regroup and go, okay, like what's, Cause because I own my own business, as you know, Christina, it's like, it can be really easy to kind of get off the rails and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, how did we get here? So I feel like once a quarter, I have to kind of regroup and go, what is the goal here? What am I working on? I've got a million and one projects and passions all the time. So it's hard to keep it all aligned, but I try to write it down and do like a personal business plan once a quarter. It doesn't always work. Yeah. I was just going to ask, are you... Are you both list people? Like I'm constantly writing lists, my goals, my to-do list. I'm time blocking. Like, how do you guys put those goals out there? Is it just in your mind or do you write them? I mean, I, I, I've always been a big list person, but it's funny now. I feel like I'm staying away a little bit from a list. I don't know why. I... I think it's because I used to have so much to do between work and the kids, but things are a little more not, they're not as crazy. So I, I mean, I do still make lists, but it's not as much of this like long list of every little thing I need to do. I kind of just write down like three things a day that I have to get done just to remind myself. And then I try to, I'm trying to think about things in a bigger, broader picture to be more creative. So I will sit down in the morning with my coffee and do more big, big idea journaling and how I imagine things are going to look in, you know, a month or two months or a year rather than just write out this exhaustive list that I never seem to get to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have actually, um, I am a big list person too. I I have like weird phases with it where I'm not writing as much, but then I, I notice I'm just not as organized. But I've mm-hmm. gone from having daily lists to having weekly lists. And I just cross out the day and write the new day and cross out what I've done and add things that I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, or the new things. Because mm-hmm. when I try to do it daily, I just think it depresses me. Because you do, I think most people, there's data around this, that like you can really only get three things done a day. Big things, right? right. And so- Then you're just rewriting that list over and over again. Yeah, it's very like redundant. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of like your list you do with your husband, I feel like when I do it for a week, by the end of the week, I look at it and mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself because I crossed off 10 items of the 20 items instead of every day going, Oh my gosh, I only got to one item on this list. You know? I like that. You know what? I used to do that too. I'd have just a pad of paper, the simpler, the better. Yeah. That's what I have. It was just a pad of paper. Yeah. And I would just write anytime. Yeah. 
And anytime I would think of something I need to do, I just put it on this list. Mm -hmm. And then as, so it wouldn't have any days on it or anything. And then I would just cross things off the list. And then once the whole thing got filled up, then I would, you know, see, oh, look at all these things I did. And then I would get a fresh page and then just copy over the stuff that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I might circle something that like I have to do yeah. right now or put a star yeah. next to it. But that's actually the best way for me to keep a list, which I have not been doing. So thank you for mm -hmm. uh, reminding me about that. Do you guys ever text yourself? <laughs> I Sometimes I do. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I'm doing something, if I'm like getting my hair done and I think of something, I just text myself really quick. Yeah. <laughs> Or you can put it in notes. I'll put it in my notes and then I'll text the notes to myself. Yes, I do that a lot too. And have, so this is an interesting, okay, so maybe this is a good segue because we're going away from like seasonal and annual to daily. But this was something my husband and I have been doing for a long time that we just shared with a friend recently and her mind was blown. So I don't know if I'm going to sound redundant or not, but do you ever do shared lists? and notes with like your spouse mm. or you can do it with your colleagues and that has changed our life so like we tra we trailer camp a lot and so in notes we have this like exhaustive list of things we need for every trip and you can uncheck it or check it but it's shared with both of us so if one person goes in and unchecks things or checks things the other person gets alerted it's amazing yeah, we, we used that for a camping trip, actually. It was a big group yeah. of people, and everyone went in and said what food they were bringing. And then Tyler and I have a shared list, which we haven't used in a while. And it was like our together to-do list that we could both yeah. see. Wow. Yeah, yeah I so think my husband would just ignore my uh, – he would just ignore it. <laughs> He'd, he wouldn't take to it kindly, probably. So. <laughs> It's actually less annoying than a big giant group text. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no crazy notifications when someone wants to see the group message or no, it's there. It's sitting there yeah. and it's live updated. I like that. It's really nice. So mm -hmm. I've seen people use it a lot of ways. We use it for camping. We use it for shopping lists, things like that. But it's also great for work. Like that might be something we could all start doing mm -hmm. for stages mm -hmm. of G. Like, we all have the same list. I don't know what it would be used for. Our producer mm -hmm. can tell us, Lauren. Yeah. Tell us later. But it I is like nice it. for work. Yeah. Good tip. Thanks. You know, once in a while, I can't take credit. My husband's the one who thought of it and started mm -hmm. using it for both of us. He's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> After 20 years, I think I'll keep them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Since last season, what has changed? What have we changed? I don't even remember what I shared last season because I feel like my routines do frequently change. But Christina, do you want to start like on a daily basis? What does your morning routine look like right now? So my morning routine, I've kind of gotten out of the habit of getting up and going to meditate or having that time. I lay in bed look at my phone, do all the things that I tell myself I don't want to do. I've been doing that. Then I get up, I either make celery juice or I drink a big glass of water and put some minerals in it. And then I wake up my son and make his lunch and do all that while I make my coffee. And then I take him to school and then I go to work out. So that's kind of been what's happening. I do want to get back into getting up and going straight to the couch to do my meditation. I find that when I do that, I get amazing results. I don't know how I fell off of it, but I have, and that's just the way it is. So. Mm -hmm. And that's fair. I mean, I think we all fall in and out of phases of things. Like it's so hard to stick with things, but. What about you, Sarah? What's going on with your daily schedule in the morning? Yeah, I'm pretty, like, I used to eat the same exact breakfast every day. And I was like, maybe this isn't good for me because if I didn't have that breakfast, I my whole day would be thrown off. So, yeah, as weird as it sounds, I've been kind of switching off and I used to have eggs and avocado toast every day. Now I have a smoothie some of the days and I put spinach in it, a clean protein powder, 
um, a collagen powder that Christina introduced me to and blueberries. And it's really energizing and it's kind of a nice way to start the day with greens because then I don't have to worry about not getting them the rest of the day. Um, and it's, yeah, really refreshing. It's also hydrating too. Sometimes I don't drink enough water yeah. in the morning, which that's something I'm trying to do more of each morning is drink like a huge um, bottle of water before I drink my coffee. Yeah. Otherwise I go straight to coffee and then sometimes I'm still drinking coffee until noon. I'm like, I have not had water at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know the water really kind of revives you. It's like you're a, like a droopy plant when you wake up and then you get some water in you and you, you perk up. Oh yeah. I notice in my skin so yeah. much too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have recommitted to water. That is part of my daily routine. Now I am trying really hard to get the like three 20 ounce servings in, which is just right at the line of the bare minimum they say you need. But most people don't even get close to that. I don't think. And I know I wasn't for months, maybe years. So I am starting also with finishing my cup of water I took to bed before I have my coffee. But then something weird happened. You shouldn't drink. You shouldn't drink the water that you've had next to your bed. Well, it's in a like I do that all the time. No, because well, (laughs) the energy that you expelled in the night gets into the water. You do not want to drink that because you've been detoxing all night. Like, whoa, and you do not want to drink that down. Besides, you should my mind. Yeah, and you should not. You should try to rinse your mouth out before you have your water because you have a lot of bacteria in your mouth from sleeping and you want to get that out of your mouth before you you don't want to drink it down if you can Mm. help it. Mm. I use a tongue scraper, even though that probably sounds gross, but now I can't not use my tongue scraper, but that helps me clear everything. But the water thing is so interesting. You know, what's funny is I never wanted to drink it. And so I yeah. often I do dump it out, but then I had this whole like psychotic, it's not psychotic, but it is kind of, of like, I have to finish these 60 ounces. And so I would like finish, you know, cause I have a vacuum sealed cup. Mm. Like I need to finish it before I start my new cup. And yeah, that's what I would do too. I'm going to do that. Well, if it's so. closed, it's probably fine. But if it's in a glass that's open yeah. to the air, that's what you don't want to drink. Okay. Mm. Good to know. But then I did change something significant from last season to this season with my morning coffee because I started getting hives and I could not figure out where it was coming from. It just like randomly pop up on my body and I was kind of stressing out about it, which doesn't help with the hives. And after doing a little testing and elimination, I realized it was, I think I was, I had taken the same creamer slash collagen routine too seriously and I was doing it every day and so I've stopped using any of like the supplemental creamers like coconut based creamers or anything like that and I'm just back to using half and half and I do collagen every other day now and that's I've gotten rid of the hives which is so weird but I, I just love black well not black coffee but plain coffee with a little half and half and it's very good what, what, what collagen powder were you using well, I use, um, I'm forgetting the name of the brand right now. We'll have to post it in the show notes because I do think I did a lot of research and it seems to be a good brand. You can look at it and tell me. It's like A, it starts with an A. AI. Oh. And it is supposed to be like oh. different strains that are good combo. It's not like, it's not the one you see everywhere, the blue package one that. Not, not vital protein. It's not vital protein. Okay. No. Okay. And I changed okay. well, it could be the college powder, you know, it could the be, one and I think I will try a different one the next time I order, but I've noticed if I go every other day and I also wonder if it was the coconut, you know, those alternative creamers are based with coconut. A lot of them I actually mm. might've been that because I've been doing oh. that for two years, drinking that every day. And I've heard that people can build up a nut allergy sometimes. Oh, interesting. So I wonder if that's what it was. Maybe. But new routine, very interesting. But I do get my creamer from this awesome little like health food store down the street. And it's 
from a local farm. So it's like in a cool little glass bottle and I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Is it raw? Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. Even better. So it only yeah. lasts. I wish we had more of that here. I know. We it's go to amazing. the fermentation farm. We have the fermentation. Yeah. Yeah. That is the one benefit of living in the boonies, which if any of you know where I live, I don't often talk about it. I live out in a small town in rural Oregon. And the cool thing is there's lots of agriculture around us. So that it, there is a lot of really amazing, you know, organic meat available to us that you can get right from the farm or dairy or eggs. So mm. yeah, I would love somewhere to get Virgin River there. What's that? Is it like Virgin River there? I've been watching that show. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that show right now. <laughs> yes, Christina, it is. Except probably a little bit more rural. Oh my word. All right. Yes. To come we're, visit. We're coming. Yeah, we're coming to visit. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> uh, stages of she retreat, although we'll do it out in the, the city that's adjacent to mm-hmm. my town. I'll just bring you here for dinner. <laughs> we'll go yeah. in your camper. Yeah, exactly. Your RV. Well, yeah, that would be your dream, Christina, right? I know. <laughs> uh, okay. Any other, what about evening? Has anything changed with evening routines? I, you know, I love, it's funny. So I have different, it depends on the the day of the week. So I like my Sunday ritual of getting ready for the week. I usually do my grocery shopping. I look at my schedule. I write it all down in my planner. I plan what we're having for dinners. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday evening, those nights, I usually make a very healthy dinner. I watch something, a show. While I'm watching a show, I'll get out my mat and do stretching and foam rolling. I will use my red light on my face and I'll spend a lot of time doing my whole, you know, cleansing and skincare routine. So those are my nights to really, I'll go to bed at 9.30. I read in bed. Those are like my recharging nights. Once Thursday rolls around, <laughs> it all kind of goes out the window. That's when we say, let's go out to eat. We, I just can't be bothered to cook again. I feel like a cocktail. And then it all pretty much goes south <laughs> from there for the whole weekend, eating, drinking, you know, on the weekends, I do try to work out still get exercise like six or seven days a week. But other than that, you know, it's a lot of a lot of kind of just spontaneous eating and drinking. And then I rein it all back in on sometimes Sunday, we might have a little alcohol depending on what's going on. But then I try to rein it all back in and be really healthy for a few days. And that's my ritual and it works, you know, it's balance. Yeah. I was going to say that it's about balance, you know, and Mm -hmm. life to me personally would not be any fun if you couldn't let loose sometimes and have a good time. Like I know there are people who really believe in having the same lifestyle plan all the time and it's very regimented, but I find that I'm a very regimented person already and I need to Mm -hmm. have days of the week where I just have fun. So I support you in your efforts to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It sounds like, we're, we all have a pretty set morning routine, but I my evening routine is kind of all over. I'm either doing a, a workout or cleaning my room and organizing or meeting a friend for dinner. It's really different every night. The things I stick to are, it's my warm shower right before bed is my favorite thing ever every night. I just think it's easier to wash my face in the shower than over a sink and you get water everywhere. And then peppermint tea weirdly mm-hmm. and I'll put a cube of frozen ginger in there and like the ginger is so good for your stomach and I really notice a difference um mm. with just like gut health so that's I mean those are really the two like things with yeah. yeah yeah my mom like swears by peppermint tea she loves it she I grew up drinking it and now it's so funny because my kids that is actually one of our few nighttime routines. We all, me and both my kids have a cup of tea. My husband's not into it. Mm-hmm. He does not drink tea. But all three of us like peppermint too. 
Yeah. The the only thing is I keep hearing that there's microplastics in oh. the tea bags and like I don't know where to buy loose leaf tea around here and so that's what I'm going to look into is ordering mm-hmm. online um loose leaf tea instead of using tea bags. Yeah. What a pain, pain, huh? Nothing is nothing is good for you anymore. I, I know. I feel like mentally I have to sometimes just shut off all of that feedback because mm-hmm. you wouldn't eat anything. I mean, what would we eat and drink oh. if we really looked into it? It's mm-hmm. a real challenge. There's, there's something to be said about if you think, if you look at it, my friend told me this, you know, look at it and say, as you're consuming it, this is so good for me. Mm-hmm. You're telling your body that it's good for you. Yeah. Mind over matter. Then, then it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. And like for something as small as a tea bag, right? Like how many years have we been drinking out of them? We're all fine. Plenty of people live to a hundred that I'm sure drink out of, with tea yeah. bags their whole life. So right. I think the tea itself is better for you than yeah. mm-hmm. microplastics are harming you. Yeah. You got to take everything with a grain of salt. You can't mm-hmm. do everything perfectly. You do what you can and then don't worry about what you can't. Yeah. There's enough to worry about in the world right now, I'm sure. And I have no nighttime routine right now. It is like, it's actually really irking me because again, I feel like I've turned into this total soccer mom. Um, We have way too many sports right now. And some nights during the week at this moment, my husband or I have to divide and conquer to pick up the kids and we don't get home until like eight. And that's normally when our kids need to start getting ready for bed and so I'd say the only routine we all in my family, including myself, really have right now is that we have tea because it seems to calm down all of us. And then I am just like a drill sergeant with getting to bed because I think sleep is important. So yep. I do try to so be- So what time do you go to bed? Because I know you wake up early. I know. I do wake up pretty early. We are usually, most nights, all of us in bed by about nine. And then- what? My husband and I will read, you know, because we're in our room at least. So we're just, the kids will actually go to sleep. And then, yeah, we read in bed. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is not going to last. Once you have teenagers, you won't be driving around all over anymore, but your kids will be up. I mean, I'll go to bed at 930 and I can hear my middle one screaming at the video game in his room and I'll have to get up at 1130 yell at him to turn it off and my other one slamming around in his room at midnight and there's no amount of trying to get them to go to sleep that you even have control over so I know it's coming I'm enjoying it last because I enjoy it while last but but you won't be driving around once they start driving it's like wow you'll get your routines back yes I look forward to that and I do really savor my morning routine which includes getting up pretty early so that I can have peace and a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Yes. Okay. So we've exhausted that topic. Is there anything, and I guess we kind of started talking about it, but is there anything that you feel you've had to adapt or just change recently and you feel good about it or bad about it? Maybe we'll just end with that. No, that's a good question. Anything I've had to change be like, eating wise is anything making me not feel good, you know? And so like I switched up the breakfast thing. That was something I recently switched. I think for fitness routines, I just try to listen to my body and, you know, I try to take big chunks of breaks from running because that's something that can take a toll on my body. I guess little normal things, but nothing too surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's become sort of more important just from all that I've read and learned that I need to lift heavier weights and I need to eat more protein. I think I do eat a fair amount of protein, but from all that I'm learning, I need to really eat more protein. So I'm making baby steps to do that. I am trying really hard right now to minimize the amount of dairy in actually Mm. my diet and my kids' diets because there was, I won't go into details, but there was some constipation issues that happens to a member of our family. So we realized there was a little too much lax behavior around Mm -hmm. how much cheese and bread was being consumed. Mm -hmm. So we're working on adding in more protein and vegetables. Yeah. 
Yes. Nothing better than cheese, though. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I just bought brie cheese at Trader Joe's, and I've not had brie cheese in forever. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) Oh, I know. Nothing better than a glass of wine with some cheese and crackers. No. Okay. Actually, that leads me to something. To heaven. (laughs) What is, like, if you could imagine your favorite meal or what, like, when you can just, you're home alone and you can have whatever you want, what is your favorite meal to have for dinner? Well, like if I'm, am I cooking or am I home alone? Your choice. Oh. Or if you're cooking for just like a friend and you know, they'll eat anything. Oh, well, I'd probably make salmon and it would probably be something very healthy, but I was really happy the other night because nobody was home and I bought myself a grass fed filet and Mm. I had a little bit of a sweet potato and an arugula salad and I was so very happy. There for me, there's a local spot in Newport called Bear Flag. And I love their Bear Flag burrito. Mm. It is a fish burrito with rice, beans, guacamole, and this amazing sauce that they have. And I just like that's my favorite meal. And I, I can't have it all the time because it's so filling. Um that and then I just had the Goop kitchen pizza, and I will say that would be something I would totally order if I was, like, home alone, having a girl's night, watching a rom-com. Yeah. I want to order that tonight. Which one did you get? Uh, The mushroom. It's called Shroom Shroom. It's covered in mushrooms. And it's, like, a white sauce pizza. And then they're just the pepperoni with basil. Mm. And the crust is gluten-free. So you kind of – you can eat a lot and still feel pretty good. I feel Um, like it's guilt-free. Yeah, yeah, delicious. Okay, I'm on it tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds Thank so you. good. Yeah, if I can like have anything, to be honest, my favorite thing to have is a charcuterie board with like a good mm. glass of wine. Yeah. Like I could eat that every night, but it would not make me feel very good. So, <laughs> no. Yeah, the, the best charcuterie boards that my like my girlfriends and I will do is we say, okay, everyone bring a different cheese and meat, and we all come together and then we just have a huge spread yeah i love it those are the best nights there's something about it like even if you're eating it by yourself it feels like community sharing mm-hmm. so it conducive to that but we're almost out of time so i'm gonna wrap things up and we have shifted things in the format of our episodes a little bit you might notice if you've been following along and we're gonna start talking about kind of this feeling of weekly wrap-up we're starting to call it wit and wisdom which is a little bit more representative of who we are and how sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's wise and sometimes it's somewhere in between. But to wrap up this episode on rituals and routines, Sarah, what is your kind of wit and wisdom takeaway from the last week? So Christina and I have been talking about like creating some kind of meetup, like in-person meetup for women and we were brainstorming about it, you know, what should we do? When should we do it? And I was like, okay, how about in, you know, the spring next year, we'll pick a date and then we'll plan for it. And she was like, no, why not in three weeks <laughs> on this date? And that in itself is just like, I admire Christina and that like, she just goes for it. Like I'm over here thinking there needs to be all this planning and time. And I love that Christina was like, no, let's just do it. And so we had the the meetup today and it, was so fun and and went so well. And I'm glad we did it sooner than later. That's funny. I was going to say the same thing, but, (laughs) but on that vein, yes, I'm glad that we, sometimes we can overthink things Mm -hmm. and think that it has to be perfect and well-planned out. And in reality, you just have to do things, just Mm -hmm. do it. And I had no expectation for, I didn't set myself up for disappointment. You know, if I thought, you know what, if it's just Sarah and I and one other person, that's going to be good enough for me. We'll have more people next time, but we actually had a really good turnout and so that's fun and it, and it worked out really well. So my advice is to just, just go for it and build from there and don't overthink and over plan. Well, that's honestly what I love about you two and this podcast and our, our friendship is all three of us are actually willing to do that once it's out there, I think. 
we did that with this podcast. I think we decided to do it like, and then we did it in like three weeks. Mm -hmm. It felt like when we put out our first episode in season one. So something really magical happens when you do just run with an idea, I think. But mine is not deep at all. (laughs) It's not what? Mine is not deep from the last week. It's actually from two weeks ago, but I still want to share it because I do think it's one of those that everyone will understand and maybe nod their head or shake their head. It is the value of remembering to check which group text you are in before you send the message. (laughs) I learned this recently because I have two groups that are named similar things. And I texted something to one of the groups that absolutely made no sense because it was meant for this group of stages of she. So yeah, check your out when you text like just even the wrong person. It doesn't even have to be a group, you know, when you're texting because you've got all these different text things going yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, what if you texted that to this other person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so it's scary. Happened. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. Not sure. It's happened a few times when it was a really inappropriate thing to text the wrong person to in my life at least. Well, now you can edit text. Thank God. Yes. You could go back oh, yeah. and edit. And- you can edit or I think you can unsend now unsend. too. Yeah. It sometimes says this person already viewed it before you unsend yeah. it. But no. um, it's about time. I know. There's I know. too many. I in, in high school. Yes, we had texting in high school. Um, <laughs> my friend was listening to our ASB teacher talk and he was like, so-and-so is such a bitch and texted it to her because he was thinking about her and instead of texting it to his other friend and that was not that was not good that's a hard lesson but it's a lesson to be learned and remembered even when you are 42 which I almost am I will be next week you can send the wrong text to the wrong group or the wrong person FYI so we'll leave you with that I have a horror story, but I'll tell you another time. Save it for next episode. Now everyone's going to be on like the edge of their seat. Um, Just remind me. All right. You want to share it? Maybe you should. Oh, it's just, this is back in the day when there were no texting and it was, I was actually on a real phone and I was talking to somebody and, you know, we had call waiting so you could click over. So Mm -hmm. I clicked I thought I clicked over to have this other person on and it was my boss at the time. And she was asking me, Oh, did you talk to so-and-so? And I was like, you know what? He's such a nerd. And I was going on and on and on about this guy. And he never, he was on the call with us and he was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. He's like, I'm here hearing everything you're saying. Wow. And I wanted to die. I literally wanted to just, be swallowed up into the earth and (laughs) I still remember it to this day for those of you who don't know what call waiting is oh god (laughs) there will be people that don't know um yes so thank you for joining us on that note and if you haven't already please go in and give us a good review. If you like these episodes and you want to see more from stages of she, you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and we look forward to seeing you next week.